Right. Please turn with me to the book of James. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. James chapter 5, verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, with same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for, for it not to rain, and did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Now, some of us, when you read that, you can feel that Elijah was just a man like us. And the Amplified Version just give that in bracket with same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. Did you notice that? It doesn't really much talk about, you know, his, the positives, limitations. Uh-huh, that's nice to know that a man like Elijah had limitations. He had limitations and shortcomings. Now, when you say physical and mental, um, uh, it said the same physical and mental um, pr- um, uh, uh, makeup, which means simply this, uh, two legs, two hands. <laughs> That's a physical. It's not that he was a bodybuilder or something like that. He just had a same like us. And then mental, which is quite similar. You look at, read the life of Elijah, and you find... Now, I'm sure you would have heard the number of messages on Elijah. Those who preach here, at least in your lifetime, you would have preached at least a few messages on Elijah. Because he's a good person to preach on. But I want to bring in just two, three aspects of this man's life. He said, Amplified Version says, there are spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for not to rain. Now, in First, first King chapter 17, in the, for the first time Elijah was introduced to the scene, he appears before King Ahab, and his first interaction with the king, he says, there's not going to be any rain, not due until I speak again. Now, if you have your first audience with the king, you want to play it very safe. You want to make it all, you know, greetings to you from where I come from. You know, you want to, you want to make it very flowery and you don't want to offend the king, don't you? Elijah was a man just like us. He had all the limitations. He had shortcomings that must just put things rest. You know, thank, you know, just, ah, thank you, Elijah. You're like us. And you read the life of Elijah. One day, he was up there with God. And the very next day, he was down in the dumps. He was not very good. So when he, when he had this great encounter in First King chapter 17, and he said to the king, there won't be any rain. I don't, I don't know how much King Ahab really believed him. He says, oh, he's another prophet of God. Has come. He said, no rain. But they didn't realize it. But then after a few weeks or months, maybe they waited for the whole season to get over and they realized, uh-huh, there is no rain, like Elijah said. But then Elijah, soon after he said that, 
He went to a cave. He was hiding there. God actually asked him to go to a place. And you read that in First uh, Kings chapter 17. But then three and a half years, not just one season, two seasons, many seasons, there was no rain. Because a man of God has spoken. God has spoken. And why? Because at this point in time, Israel as a nation were wavering in their faith. They were not clear who is the real God. They, were, they knew there is a God. They knew this is a God who brought them out of slavery. They knew this is a God who did mighty signs and wonders. But they always wavered in their faith. So after confronting the king, Elijah went into a place, a cave, and, and ravens were feeding him. And God said, this is not for the place for you. And he said, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? A man who was up there with God, speaking to the king, and next time he was hiding in the cave. Then Elijah brought that widow's, then he came back to widow and asked for little water and bread, and she didn't have anything. And then God did a powerful miracle. And the lady, you know, to cut the long story sh short, the lady was, you know, she saw a miracle, but she saw even her son was healed, right? And after some times, three and a half years later, Elijah appears in the scene again. Elijah appears in the scene again, and this time, once again, he sent the word through another prophet, and he said, we're going to confront the king again. This time, he had all the Baal's prophets gathered on Mount Carmel, and he had an amazing showdown. If you're really talking about Star Wars and things like that, there's nothing compared to this. And he says, he was all alone, and... Uh, mocking the Baal's prophets, and finally, he, he killed all of them. He killed all of them. And our story really begins from this place. It says, uh, Now Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the roar of an abundance of rain. Hallelujah. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and crouched down to the earth and put his face between his knees. I can, you can imagine that posture, don't you? You know, it's not yoga, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he was praying. And he crouched down with his face between his knees, and he said to the servant, Go up and look towards the sea. So he went up and looked to the sea, and there's nothing. So Elijah said, go back seven times. And at the seventh time, the servant said, a cloud as small as a man's hand coming up from the sea. And Elijah said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the rain shah does not stop you. In a little while, the sky grew dark and the clouds and the wind, and there was heavy Shahs and Ahab mounted and rode his chariot and went into Jezreel. 
then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. He girded his loins and outran Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. What a wonderful story. Now, we're not going to cover everything about Elijah today. But I want to actually focus two, three things from this passage. From just from this passage. The first one I want us to look at is that the man Elijah. Now, this could also be said that, you know, Elijah was a man of prayer. We have heard messages on prayer. I have, I have heard stories of this church, how you have persevered in prayer and you saw the breakthrough. Many, a couple of years ago, was it, how many years ago? Martin was, four years ago, when Martin was gone through a difficult time in his health situation, we were with Steve Tippett at the same time in Catford. And Julie and I, we were praying with Steve and Deb for Martin, and here the whole church were praying, and we saw a breakthrough, didn't we? We saw a breakthrough. We also heard about Micah, you know, the church really praying for uh, Kezia's son, was it right? And they saw breakthrough. I'm sure you as a church have seen many moments of breakthrough. This morning, I want us to really look at, it's not just only the aspect of prayer. When we think of prayer, we often think about prayer meeting. Always about your needs. This is not, I'm saying, us to think about this man's life. He was a man just like us. He had his emotional ups and downs. He has shortcomings. He was just like us, but he did see breakthrough. And I want to encourage you, if you are a man or a woman, if you're here for the first time, and you think that what sort of stories that am I hearing today, we worship a God who brings breakthrough into the lives of people. He somehow, he intervenes in the life of people. So it's not just about coming to a prayer meeting. It is having a lifestyle of connecting with this living God. And seeing breakthrough for your life. Maybe you have a situation and you're saying, oh, it's not happening anymore. And what should I do? Hang in there. Your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Now that's where we look at Elijah's life. And Elijah, it says that in a, in a first King chapter 18, he gathered these prophets and he challenged them. They couldn't, they, they, their God didn't show up, obviously. Their God don't show up. But our God showed up with fire. Our God showed up. And I want you to know, brothers and sisters, our God shows up. We have songs, don't we? We have amazing songs about the fire of God. And I want, to, I want to encourage you today. The fire of God is there for us. God, in Psalm 18, He says, when a child of God calls up, and He makes a big scene about it. God loves to do this, by the way. Psalm 18, it says, when the people of God, when they come, He part the sea, part the heavens, He part the clouds, and He comes with thunder and lightning. That's how God says, one man crying out to God, and He makes a big scene about it. And when, when we talked about India and the things that are happening, I want to say that, one hand, we do feel the challenge and the difficulties, but I do know that God will come down. And I want 
you to believe for your nation. You are in this nation, whether you are from this very own nation or you are here as from another nation. As long as you are here, you just need to believe and pray for this nation that you too will see a breakthrough. And God will come down. And that's, look at the story. And Elijah, and he said he gathered all these 450 prophets of Baal. I don't know how he did it. And he slaughtered them all. Must have been a bloody scene. Have you ever wondered? I like to read Bible in these days, not just covering the entire book, you know, in one sitting. I like to read each sentence. I said, what does it mean? 450 people slaughtered them all. Slaughtered them all. That must have been. And then he goes up and he says, this is what he says. Now Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, drink, for there is a sound of the roar of an abundance of rain. When he last spoke three and a half years ago, there was no rain. But now he says, there's going to be rain. And guess what? Ahab believed. Ahab believed and he went. He went And this man, Elijah, a man just like us, with shortcomings, limitations, while he knew that God spoke to him in the beginning of First Kings chapter 18, God's, the word of the Lord came to him and he said, present yourself before Ahab and says, I'm going to send the rain again. Though he had the word from God, but he not only just relaxed, and sometimes many of us, many of us, and if you are part of a church for a long time, you would have had your prophetic moments, right? You had a prophetic word over your life and you've been sitting on it. Can I encourage you? Don't just sit on it. Pray. God has spoken. It is a matter of time and you're going to see the breakthrough. So he went, he went and he prayed. He put his head between his between his legs and his knees and he sat in a position and crying out to God and said, God, you said there's going to be rain. Last time when he spoke and there was no rain. You said there's going to be rain. I have already said to this king, there is going to be rain. So God, please send the rain. And his faith was such and he said to the king, there is going to be an abundance of rain. So Ahab went to eat and drink. He was an obedient king, by the way. He was an obedient, he was a very obedient king to his wife. Yeah, you read that a lot. And Elijah went up to the top of the Carmel and crouched down um, to the earth and put his face between the knees, between his knees and said to the servant, go up and look towards the sea. And I like that portion, you know why? Go up, look. What is he saying? Look, go up and see the word of the Lord is becoming a reality. Go up. He said to his servant, go up. And he went up and he looked at and came back and said, there is? That's right. That's right. He said, the servant came back and he said, there is? Nothing. There is nothing. And how many times in our life, <coughs> how many times in our life we see those things. We have the word of God. 
we receive it, we pray it, but nothing has happened. But today, if you are bordering on that nothing moment, I have good news for you. I have come all the way, maybe for one person in this room, to give you that hope and to say to you, it is your nothing moment is going to change. Your nothing moment is going to change. And the servant came back and very clearly said, there is nothing. There is nothing. And he said, go back. God has spoken. He went back second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. Now I was wondering what is happening to the servant. So he said it was better that he was not showing up for the last three and a half years. Now that he showed up for this, for this time, he just make tiring me out, wearing me out. And the servant came back and he said the seventh time he came back and he said, I can now see a cloud in the sky, in the sky, across the sea, I can see the cloud in the size of a fist. Hallelujah. You don't need big sign from God. You just need a sign from God. That's all you need. Elijah said, it is coming. And it has come. It has come. Seven times. I looked at the Bible. What is so special about seven times? 22 times, the seven times mentioned in the Bible. You can look around afterwards. 22 times. The first time it says in the book of Genesis where Jacob were, was meeting his brother Esau. He went seven times. He, it was a part of a reconciliation. Seven times he bowed down before his brother. Part of reconciliation. Then you come to the book of Joshua. They had to march around the city for... You're right. You're getting it. <laughs> seven times. Seven times around the city. In the book of Proverbs says, a righteous man falls seven times. Is there? Right, righteous falls seven times, but the Lord raises him back to life again. In 1 King, it says, in the, there's a story of Naaman, a man who had leprosy, and he was asked to go and wash himself seven times. Seven times. The servant was asked to go and Look for seven times. In the New Testament, Jesus said, you got to forgive your brother seven times. Seven, seven times 70. Yeah, but there is a seven times there as well. So I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, if you are saying there is nothing happening in your life at this moment, when did the breakthrough happen? When it rained? Or when Elijah prayed. When Elijah was saying that, when the servant came back and said, there is nothing, God was already working. If in your life, maybe in the area of healing, you prayed and believed nothing happened. You're saying that I'm struggling in my weakness. I'm, you know, there are some, some addictions that I'm struggling. And he's saying there is not going to be a breakthrough. And you say, I'm saying to you today, it is the seventh time you're going to see the breakthrough. 
for healing, for forgiveness. Maybe you're saying, I've forgiven so many times. I've given him so many chances. I've given her so many chances. But today could be your day of breakthrough. Seven times he looked and finally, while he was still coming back with the report saying, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing, God was preparing something for Elijah. God was preparing something for the man of God. And that's my, that's my message for you today. If you are saying that there is nothing, and if you've given up, you're on the verge of giving up because you tried once, twice, thrice, four times, five times, six times. I'm here to say to at least one person, one man and woman, I'm saying to you today, do not give up. Do not give up. The life of Elijah, a man just like us, same physical appearance, but shortcomings, a man just like us, he feels, he says that if he could see a breakthrough on the seventh time, seeing that, that there is a crowd, there's a, you know, rain, thunderous rain that came upon that uh, and, and place because a man believed, because God has spoken and he believed. The story doesn't end there. And he says to Ahab, you know, you go ahead. Ahab went ahead and he had a chariot. He covered in a 20 miles distance. And at that very moment, Ahab was, sorry, Elijah was transported ahead of Ahab. This is where I feel, this is my final thing I want to say to you. If you are thinking in your life, all is over, your supernatural moment is just about to happen. Your supernatural moment is just about to happen. Because Elijah had nothing really to do at that point. He tucked his cloak, and the next thing he knew that he was ahead of a man who was traveling on a chariot. Maybe four horses, yeah, three or four, maybe two. No matter what it is, when God is with you, you're going to go ahead of your enemy. You're going to go ahead of your enemy. And while I was preparing this message, it was a time where uh, your nation experienced um, a severe kind of heat, a lot of no rain and everything was turning brown in England. And that's the time I was preparing for this message. And I felt something significantly for you for as a church. I want to share this. Um, this is a scripture, I want to bring it in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 15. If you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? Now, when I was sharing this with Ensign, he said, he often uses that scripture. But I didn't know that. Maybe God is saying something to you. And this is where I feel for you as a church, and I want to submit this to the eldership here for you to think about it, pray about it. What you have, haven't seen in the last 30 years, you will see it in the next three years. 
what you haven't seen in the next last 30 years, you will see it in the next three years. There is going to be an acceleration of people moving out from this very church. It's going to be an acceleration. They're not just leaving the church. I want to say that an acceleration in terms of people moving into places. There are, there are things that you think that, oh, we could never think of going ahead of somebody or some places because they are faster, because they are on a chariot. Because God is on your case and God will take you ahead of your enemy. Your plans will be not just your plans. You are going to be in line with the plans of God. Therefore, in all possibility, you're going to cross ahead of your enemy. You're going to achieve. There's going to be an acceleration. People from this place, I know you have a history with mission with different parts of the world. But I feel there's going to be an acceleration. That's what I felt. Because the moment where you understand how God is operating. Man, God is... God is there for us. He's not against us. He is a man. He was happy to work with a man like Elijah. And I'm sure he'd be happy to work with us. And he wants to do that through individually and corporately. And if you believe that this is your moment. I want to just pray and end this time. If in any way this word has spoken to you. And he said that, you know, I'm I'm happy to be prayed for. I want you to stand up. And I just want to pray for you. Yeah, so if this is in any way this word is for you individually and you say, hey, this is for the church, we receive that, you know, there's going to be an acceleration, you want to receive that, I want, to, I, want to, I want you to stand up where you are and we are happy to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the life of Elijah. It brings us to great comfort to know that he was a man just like us. We go through our challenges. We go through our ups and downs. We go through our unbelief. We go through our struggles. But you work through a man like Elijah. And there may be people in this room who have given up on situations because they didn't see breakthrough because they tried three times. They tried four times. And they, they haven't seen any sign of cloud, any sign of breakthrough. But today they have heard this word. And I pray, God, if there's no faith in them, I pray that in this, in this very moment that you would increase their faith. Like that small, small piece of cloud in the size of a fist appeared on the sky. I pray today, once again, faith will come in the horizon. Faith will appear in the horizon. Lord, before the real rain comes, I pray they will believe it is happening. While I don't see things happening, God is at work. And I pray, God, for those who have not praying for breakthrough for their physical healing. They're not seeing like Naaman. He he just washed himself, not just once or twice, seven times, and he was healed of leprosy. The wall of Jericho didn't come down on day one, day two, day four, day five, day six. On the seventh day, in faith, they marched around. There was a breakthrough and the wall of Jericho came down. And there may be people, individuals saying, I can't forgive anymore. But maybe God, a seventh time, 
May they see breakthrough. Maybe some saying that I have fallen so many times. But you said, a righteous shall fall seven times. So God will raise him up. And I pray God, men and women, if in that place, may they be raised up again back to, back to where God wants them to be. And I pray God for this church. What they have not seen in the last 30 years, they will see it in the next three years. There will be an acceleration in the way God is taking this church. And it will come to pass. Today, I speak this word and I submit to your spirit. Do it, Lord God, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.